Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hey there, Kristen here for a special bonus episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I'm going to do these from time to time, usually with topics you request, but are outside my regularly planned podcast schedule. This is one I've been asked about a lot, and that is how to make grocery budgeting work, especially when you're working on eating more real food and eating intuitively, so you want options, but you don't want to blow your budget, if you even have one, that is. So today, I'm going to share my best tips for being a healthy mama on a budget. I'm Kristen Dobniak holistic nutritionist and mama of two, and this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, a podcast about ditching the diet dogma, embracing intuitive eating, real food, and living healthy, happy, and whole. Please note the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Now, onto the show. Budgeting just might be my least favorite part of adulting. I mean, wouldn't we all love an unlimited budget to buy whatever we want? Especially in the food realm for foodies like me. A girl can dream. But the kids need clothes, we need to drive our car, and well, we like heat. So a budget is necessary, and I know many of you are in a similar situation. You want to eat real food, listen to your body, and appease your family's needs too. But there are some constraints i.e. most of us don't have unlimited funds. So what if you don't have a budget yet? Or what if you're struggling with sticking to your budget around food? I've got some tips for you. First and foremost, you've got to create a budget, Mama. And it has to be realistic. It would be far too easy for me to spend our entire rent on food each month, but that's not exactly realistic. As much as I love camping, my kids prefer running water. So in order to create a food budget, you first need to take a look at your family budget. That is your income minus your expenses and any other necessities and decide how much you actually have for food. Sometimes this is a hard pill to swallow, but a necessary one to ease the burden of overspending at the grocery store each month, often to end up without anything to create real meals half the time. I can't tell you how much your grocery budget should be. It varies from family to family and how you value food. 
I recommend starting with a number, working with it for a couple months, and checking in at the end of a month, a couple months, to determine if that number is actually realistic. Maybe you could be doing some things to reduce your grocery budget if you seem to be overspending, or maybe you actually need to cut down on other variable expenses to allow for a higher grocery budget if that's something you value. Once you have a budget set, it might take some experimenting to decide what works best for your family in terms of breaking the budget down. How often you grocery shop is usually the best determinant as to how you break down your budget. For our family, we tend to buy foods in bulk to save money, more on that later, so I use a large chunk of our budget up front at the beginning of the month, and then I have a smaller weekly budget to work with for essentials. For example, if you budget, say, $500 a month, you could use $200 at the beginning of the month to buy food in bulk, and the other three weeks you have $100 a week to spend. Some mamas prefer shopping weekly, so instead you divide that number up weekly. So $500 a month turns into $125 weekly or $250 bi-weekly. Don't worry if your budget is more or less than this number. It's just an example. This is not me telling you that's what your budget should be. You can make it work wherever you are as long as you're being realistic for what works best for your family. I have a whole article on creating a real food grocery budget on the blog, and I'll put that link in my show notes. So if you want more details, click that link. Okay, so you have your budget and you've broken it down. What now? Well, if you're going to stick to your budget, you need to have a list. And in order to have a list, you need to have a plan. So if you haven't listened to episode 10 with my best tips on meal planning and intuitive eating, go ahead and listen to that now. Having a plan means you have a basis for creating your list. And in order to stick to your budget, you need a list, okay? This is where having a staples grocery list can come in super handy. It might take you a few weeks to develop this. Just roll with it. It'll help with your budget in the long run, I promise. So what a staples list is, is a list of the things you buy every week or bi-weekly, whatever works for you. What you do then is price out how much you're spending on these things weekly or bi-weekly, and then you subtract that amount from your budget, and what's left is what you have to spend on everything else. So what I think a lot of us get tripped up on in terms of our grocery budget is forgetting these essentials, either forgetting to buy them and taking too many trips to the store, or forgetting we buy them every week and trying to budget out all the other things, forgetting the things we eat on a daily and weekly basis. So here's an example of our weekly or bi-weekly staple grocery list. Milk for the girls, whole milk Greek yogurt, eggs, spinach, frozen berries, sprouted bread, peanut or almond butter, deli meat for lunches, fruit of some sort for lunches and snacks, and coffee. We drink a lot of coffee, so we do try to buy this in bulk. We also have monthly staples and we tend to use a service like Thrive Market to buy these in bulk and then this saves us a little bit of money there. So we always get protein powder for smoothies because I love drinking smoothies a few times a week. I love having collagen in my coffee. We always get nuts for nut milk. We always stock up on our healthy fats so that's like olive or avocado oil, coconut oil, ghee, those things we cook with. Butter is always on our list. Pasta, tomato sauce, canned tomatoes or tomato paste. Uh, My husband loves avocado oil mayo, though we try and make this at home. It doesn't always happen, so I make sure that's on our monthly list. So he always has that for his lunches. 
And then grains like oats, rice, and quinoa, and beans and lentils. We either buy these canned or dried, um, but those are things that we use on a consistent basis. So we make sure to put those on our monthly staple list so our pantry and our fridge is always stocked with the things that we need to create those simple meals. So like I said, we tend to buy those on Thrive Market or at our local bulk store to save money. Sometimes we buy things on Amazon. Um, So that leads me to some of my best tips for saving money on food. So you have your plan for the week or bi-weekly or monthly, whatever works best for you. You've created a staples grocery list for your weekly budget and then for the month and you kind of have an idea of what you have to spend. How do you save money on food, especially when you're looking to eat more whole, real foods? Number one is to simply ditch the packaging. It's easy to get wrapped up in the allure of just swapping one package for another and choosing a real food option instead of the more processed, chemical-laden versions when you're switching to more real foods. And friends, if this is not your value, that is a-okay. Whatever is your value is what works for you, and that's okay. These tips still apply. The problem is that these are typically more expensive, and though they might shift the quality of your food, if that's your value, it's if it's not something you're going to stick with and it throws your grocery budget out of the water, it's not worth it. So ditching the packaging and choosing to make food at home when possible or choosing package-free options for snacks like sliced cheese versus string cheese, salted nuts instead of crackers, etc., saves money and it helps to reduce plastic to boot. So that brings me to number two. Buy in bulk. I've mentioned this a couple times, and this is a great way to save money, but it has to be on items you use regularly. If you're buying 60 bags of potato chips or a 32-ounce tub of something that's going to go bad before you're even close to using it up, then it's not actually a smart budgeting decision. But if you buy items in bulk that you use regularly, like dried beans, whole nuts and seeds, grains, and then you take advantage of sales on meat, fish, dairy, um, we like to utilize a service called ButcherBox for less expensive quality meat, you can save a ton of money in the long run. But it does require some planning ahead to figure out exactly what you can buy in bulk. And that's where having that staples grocery list, both weekly and monthly, can really come in handy. So number three is to utilize what you have. Most of us have a pantry full of goods and we keep buying new things. That can of white beans that's been sitting in your cupboard for six months could be used for a delicious white bean and kale stew or a white chicken chili. Check out what you have before you decide to buy new. I always recommend keeping a pantry and freezer inventory list on your fridge so you know what you have and you can base your grocery plan off of that, your grocery list or your meal plan off of those things first and save a little bit of money that way. Eventually, you'll be able to keep your pantry stocked with those staple items you know you use on the regular. So number four is to shop local and in season. This changes depending on where you live in the country or in the world, Um, but it does, no matter where you are, help the local economy and it provides a ton of nutrients too when you're buying food fresh, especially produce. But buying in season tends to be where the most budget-friendly options lie. You can get strawberries in January in New England in the grocery store, but they're going to be way more expensive and way less delicious, to put it mildly, than in July. So hit up your local farmer's market or your farm, even better, for the best deals in season on in-season foods. So number five, choose the cheaper cuts. Real food doesn't need to be fancy meals and new recipes every night. 
Sure, I post a lot of recipes on my blog, and so I do a lot of recipe testing. But more often than not, even our family favors simple meals. Taco bowls, steak salad, roasted chicken and veggies, pasta. So choosing cheaper cuts of meat, forget the boneless, skinless chicken breast, and less expensive vegetables and fruit, sorry dragon fruit and avocado, more often than not can save your budget big time. So a few tips to save on meat and vegetables especially. For meat, buy bone-in cuts. They're usually less expensive, and as a culinary bonus, they often add more flavor. Fattier, less desirable cuts of meat are also cheaper, and they're often delicious when they're slow-cooked or cooked in a stew. Ground meat is also the way to go for the most expensive and versatile option. So whether you choose to eat ground beef, ground turkey, ground chicken, you can make burgers, tacos, soups, meat sauces, you name it. And it's inexpensive and there's a ton of ways to use it. So for produce, I use the EWGs, that's the Environmental Working Group, and I'll put that link uh, in the show notes, their Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 list to choose organics, because I do, it is one of our family's values to reduce some of the pesticides that's found on fruits and vegetables, Um, but we don't, again, have an unlimited budget. So instead of trying to go all organic, if that's your value, which can be very pricey and maybe somewhat unnecessary because it's not necessary in some of the fruits and vegetables that might have a thick skin or tend to not be sprayed with pesticides as much. So if that's a value for you, use the Dirty Dozen list. And so, those, so those are the top 12 um, produce items that are highest in pesticides. So you can choose those organic. And then the Clean 15, don't even worry. You can choose the less expensive non-organic option. And so again, like I mentioned before, When it comes to produce, you can also choose local, so utilizing your local farm stand or farmer's market, um, and choosing in-season foods. Those are also going to be less expensive, even at the grocery store. So in the wintertime, things like winter squash and potatoes and cabbage and carrots and things that actually grow in the wintertime or store well in the wintertime, like apples tend to store well in the wintertime, so they tend to be a little bit less expensive than, like I said, berries in the wintertime, especially if you're in a climate like I am in New England it's going to change if you live in Florida. Um, But, you know, whatever your season is, um, choosing in-season items is definitely going to be less expensive than choosing those items that are out of season. Number six is compare prices. Are you a one-stop shopper or a multi-store mama? I'm a multi-store girl, if you can't tell, because I love me a good deal. But I still don't want to be store hopping all day as much as I love grocery shopping. So what I use is a simple price tracker to compare pricing on items I buy regularly, that staples list, to figure out which stores offer the best deals overall and which ones are worth making a stock a stop for my favorite items. So some of my specialty items, for instance, I have one health food store I love to go to because I know that they have awesome deals. And when they have deals, I stock up on some of those specialty items. I also favor some grocery stores like Trader Joe's and Aldi because I know that overall their prices are a little bit lower, but I can't get everything there. So I pick and choose the stores where the prices are better, um, but I'm not just running around all day grocery shopping on a Saturday. 
So like I said before, this doesn't work for everyone. Not everyone wants to go to multiple stores. So just picking which store works best for your budget is close in proximity to you. So it isn't a stress for you to go grocery shopping. Um, One of the ways we combat this is we do tend to do that stock up at the beginning of the month of our bulk essentials from the places we can get those. We typically get an order from Thrive Market or ButcherBox and then we just fill in week to week. So we're not running around every single week, but we're getting the best deals. Again, you might be someone who just likes choosing one store, so choose the best store that works for you. But if you are somebody who wants to figure out what prices are the best and utilize multiple stores, you might want to look into getting some bulk essentials and then filling in at one or two stores week to week to find the best deals. I hope this was helpful, mamas. I know this is an area most of us can improve upon, so I hope I gave you some practical tools to put forth for your meal plan this week. So if you want a ton more tips on being a healthy mama on a budget, click the link in the show notes for my free 20-page Healthy Mama on a Budget guide, complete with budget-friendly recipes, pantry staples list, printable price tracker, and more. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe to get notified when the latest episodes launched. And if you loved it, please go ahead and give it a star rating. Bonus points for writing a review. Every subscribe, rating, and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more mamas that need to hear it. And if you loved episodes like this and want more bonus episodes, Q&A episodes, please go ahead and let me know. Find me on social media at Healthy Mama Chris. Email me, Chris, at HealthyMamaChris.com and let me know what you want to hear. This podcast is for you. Have a beautiful day, friend. Faster than a speeding bullet, she rushes in just in time to swipe the penny out of the toddler's mouth. With superhuman strength, she carries bags upon bags of groceries up the stairs while carrying a flailing 30-pound tornado. She moves with power and precision as she picks up hundreds of tiny Legos off the floor. She rescues tiny humans from the dangers of monsters under the bed and the horrors of broccoli on their plate. She shows unique courage when she hears the words, "Uh Uh-oh. With nearly all of her power poured into her family, she suits up at night for one more fight against Ben and Jerry. She falls into bed defeated as she prepares for another day of battle. She is a supermama. Her power? Keeping tiny humans alive. Her nemesis? Dinner time. Mama, you are a supermama, and I want to help you feel like one. I want to help you stop feeling defeated and start feeling energized and empowered in nourishing yourself and your family. Join me for my free 30-day You Are a Supermama mini challenge. Join the League of Supermamas at HealthyMamaChris.com supermama. The mission starts on April 1st.